Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. I imagine you guys are like me, though, and you were pretty disconnected from the news over the weekend because all three of us were at the same conference this weekend, the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, uh, which is put on by the Free State Project. And did you guys have a good Liberty Forum? Yeah, it was great. Had a great Liberty Forum and got no news, and no news is good news. Indeed. It's easy to just disconnect from anything else going on in the world and just completely be absorbed by the people and the things going on at at Liberty Forum. Uh, Bonnie and I were there representing New Hampshire Goldback, so we had a table and the uh, the full New Hampshire set of goldbacks on hand for people to examine and you know to purchase if they wanted to and and that went very well there was a, a lot of interest a lot of people were very good. were already aware that the goldbacks existed a lot of people already had uh, the New Hampshire goldbacks and some who already had some wanted to get some more others who had heard about them but uh, had not yet actually physically seen them were very excited to get their hands on them and purchase some of them I think a lot of what? people fail to understand just how shiny they are, right? And once <laughs> they are, I, mean, I like shiny I things. I mean, yeah. once you flash one of these things, like to pay for something, you get people's attention because it's this shiny golden object that you're flashing around. It's yeah. it's impressive. And of course, that EMP would also take out uh, most of the dollar system. I mean, except for the mm. cash in your pocket, like the banking system or whatever. Yeah, the banking the banking system would be gone. Uh, the ATM network would be gone, and you'd be left with whatever cash you have in your pocket. I tend to agree. I mean, both are really necessary from a from a disaster recovery perspective. Cryptocurrency probably isn't very useful because anything that could take us to a social place where we absolutely have to use cryptocurrency in order to survive is, as he points out, likely to wipe out the internet as well, at least temporarily. temporarily yep. But I mean, just in a utilitarian sense, I I can't buy something from amazon using gold backs no right. that's true it's just nor can you feasible. use bitcoin i mean directly you well, can use an intermediary but personally mm, i yeah. can't do any of these things right <laughs> right because other on bail people conditions. can yeah so other people can buy things online using cryptocurrency but in person it just doesn't make sense if you're buying a cup of coffee to whip out your phone scan a qr code and involve cryptocurrency miners and all of this other stuff to confirm a transaction when you can just here's a gold back and well, be done with it i mean it mm-hmm. It is nice to be able to pay with cryptocurrency when a business does accept it. It is. If we were legally allowed to to do it. Um, Because it can be convenient if everything's working correctly. But as I understand it right now, there are some issues with Edge Wallet and AnyPay. I've been been hearing this. Don't keep your money on an exchange. And I must must admit, I had money on the exchange uh, when I got... Um, when we got raided and I, and it's gone, well, it's actually still there, it, 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 but it, uh, don't tell them that while well, you just did. Yeah, I did. they know, okay. they know it's there. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm basically forbidden to touch it and they'll know if I do. Yeah, that's right. Um, and to the credit of these exchanges, they have been actively telling people, Hey, look, don't, don't keep your money with us. Yep. They have mm-hmm. been saying, some of them have been saying that recently. And the so bigger ones. Kraken, uh, I think, deserves the most credit for making the most libertarian statements. But, you know, even Elon Musk actually, uh, Dude, I'm in. so sick of hearing from this clown. 
Elon Musk is a welfare whore who doesn't know anything about geopolitics or nation building or any of this other stuff. He's just a government whore. That's all he is. I don't know if I agree with that because, I mean, he was interviewed. I didn't watch the whole interview, but he was interviewed by the Babylon Bee a couple of months ago. And as you know, the Babylon Bee is a pretty libertarian uh, news satire site. They... Uh, I don't know that I'd consider them libertarian. I think one of them spoke at Porkfest. Really? Okay. Last year. Stand corrected. I mean, I don't know if that means all of their editors are libertarian, right? But some of them, I think, do have that that viewpoint. To Elon Musk's credit, I mean, regardless of what you think about his company, his opinions are pretty anti-state sounding, really. No, man, he's 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 your typical Doge crypto meme bro. He, he's a little know. more than that. He's like, come on, guys, let's pimp some Dogecoin. Some of my coin. best Gay- friends are Doge. He's got he's got his little backwards hat. He's got his little backwards cap on, and he's like, hey, dudes, let's go. Hey, kids, let's go buy some Doge. That's Elon Musk, man. Well, he did say that uh, his internet company, Starlink, has been told by some governments to block Russian news sources because you might have heard that Starlink sent a bunch of uh, equipment to mm-hmm. Ukraine recently. Uh, he said, we will not do so unless at gunpoint. Sorry to be a free speech absolutist. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, good move on his part. I support that. Yeah. Musk, I don't think he's a free- Musk has some, has, you know, like anybody, he's got some some good points and he's got some bad points. The thing is, if he didn't have some bad points, he wouldn't be prominent because he wouldn't be making any money because see, the system yeah. is designed to set out. But this is the kind of decision I'm talking about. He calls, himself a free, he calls himself a free speech absolutist. Well, I think that's absolutely really? a good idea. But is it absolutely true? As nobody pointed out, well, look, you know, if the government's going to hand out some money, you might as well take it as long as you're willing to jump through whatever hoops they're going to put up in front of you. Mm-hmm. And if- I mean, if if the Free State Project wanted, and I don't recommend this for public relations reasons, but if the Free State Project wanted to be really ruthless, the thing we would do is we'd all move to New Hampshire, quit our jobs, go on welfare, and then just do agorism. And that way we would be sucking money out of the government instead of putting money into the government. And we would be doing, you know, other things in the, uh, in the background to, to keep ourselves going. Um, there's, uh, that would still be immoral, though. Uh, well, I don't know. Is it, is, is it immoral if if, I mean, if you're increasing if a thief is giving money away? Is it immoral to take it? I don't think so. I think it's immoral to give them what they want for it, and what they want is loyalty. The thing is, they can give me as much money as they want, and they're not going to have my loyalty. Well, they can keep their blood money. I'm calling it immoral to take it. Well, okay, and this is where libertarians are going to disagree. I. I tend to lean towards what nobody's position is on this, even though I myself am not interested in taking government welfare, simply because whenever you take something from them, they take something from you. You spout off all the time on on, on really ignorant stuff. and, and it, it, it Do you have any to, sources about I, Elon Musk paying back this money? What? So she's you? asking where you heard that he paid back the... No, I, Billions. I've heard it reported uh, from different sources. I don't have the, uh, you know, the the link on the well, tip of I my do. brain. I do. It's right here in front of me from the L.A. Times of Elon Musk's growing business empire being fueled by $4.9 billion in government subsidies. And that was 2015, right? Yeah, That's so- seven years ago. 
So uh, he's saying it was paid back. He says he pays close attention. And so, I don't know. I, I mean, he doesn't have anything to back it up. But then again, maybe he didn't know he was going to get into that conversation here tonight. He might well, he not called to get into the conversation. Well, no, you're 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 looking at old data. He, you know, the the fact is, is that you can't get in the automotive business without playing some games with the government. They've got their their fingers into that so deep that it's it's that's unfreaking believable. But the the fact is, is that that he's produced two hundred and fifty thousand cars. And 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 Biden won't even talk to him because he he doesn't like unions and and uh, the you know it's the, the here we go bad slave a story from 2021 Tesla's dirty little secret its net profit doesn't come from selling cars. Somebody in our chat room, Jesus the cynic, he's in the Twitch chat, posted an article from a website called CleanTechnica.com and says looks like the caller was right. Uh, he says, or question mark, Tesla received $0.4 billion of federal loans and bailout support via the Advanced Technology Vehicles Manufacturing Loan Program. However, that amount was repaid in full with interest almost a decade early. The federal loan Tesla received was for $465.5 million and was granted in 2010, the first recovery year after the 2009 financial crisis, as Clean Technica reported. Well, if 2015 doesn't count, 2010 sure the hell does it says that was paid back nine years earlier than it had to be. But you said it was $4 billion in 20, 2015? Right? I don't remember the twenty. I don't remember the 2015 number, but I've got you know a story here from 2021 about how it was $3.3 billion over the last five years, nearly half of that in the year 2020 alone. That's a hell of a lot more than half a billion dollars. You're talking about the three billion. The $1.6 billion in regulatory credits it received last year far outweighed Tesla's net income of $721 million. These guys are making, these guys are losing money selling cars. They're making money selling credits, said Gordon Johnson of GLJ Research. I don't know anything about them. So, but yeah, it does seem to be the case that they make at least the bulk of their money. By selling carbon credits to companies like Ford and Chevrolet and other auto manufacturers who aren't meeting the Californian admission standards, or which whatever. is a totally government-created market. When Musk gets it right, then I don't think there's anything wrong with patting him on the back and saying, "All right, say more of this. This is good. You should say more of these things." Because mm-hmm. the dude has I don't know how many million million followers, whatever. Right? Like if uh, if Kim Kardashian all of a sudden started sounding really libertarian, I think that'd be a good thing too. And there are times when Kim Kardashian gets on uh, her platforms and and talks about releasing. Uh, People from behind bars, like she's helped with getting people pardons mm-hmm. and things like that. So, like, even she sometimes sounds libertarian. Yeah, she's involved with, I think, the Innocence Project. I believe she is. Which is a, uh, a great, great organization as far as I'm concerned. Indeed. And these are all great, but if there were libertarians out there on Facebook saying, hey, we didn't make Kim Kardashian our vice presidential no. candidate, <laughs> right. no, I would have an good. issue with it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the he said further. Honestly, I would just can this whole bill. Don't pass it. Again, talking about the two trillion infrastructure uh, spending bill, the Build Back Better bill, which legislators are in Congress are hoping to ram through. Whatever happened with that thing? Are they still? 
it I don't didn't know, but, go. But gas is like four dollars and something yeah. a gallon now. So <laughs> uh, it would include twelve thousand five hundred dollar tax credits for U.S. made electric vehicles, up from the seventy five hundred currently offered. Critics note that Musk has no reason to support the electric vehicle provision because Tesla factories are not unionized. But there are other good reasons for him to oppose these provisions. EV adoption and the creation of charging stations are plugging along just fine. I've seen footage of what looked like way more trucks than would fit in a speedway. Um, well, I imagine they've got a lot of parking toward, lot. There's a lot. Huh? Of, I imagine there's a lot of space in the parking lot at the speedway as well. I don't know the. I would. I would imagine so. But it. What I've. Some of the images I've seen have looked like hundreds of trucks. Yeah, there's a lot just, of trucks. In fact, there's one image that I saw that said that there's so much. There are so many people at this speedway that people have to park very far away, right? Oh, so, okay. Like, it's, so it's they've, pretty... they've spread beyond the speedway. They're, that's just where their uh, their their command post is or Correct. something. Correct, yeah. Okay. So there, there's a lot of people that are involved in this thing. They've been gathering uh, steam ever since they started in California on the 23rd. And they're supposed to go into D.C. on Saturday, but they put that off, I guess, to you know regroup, rest a little bit before they headed in. Uh, to DC, and they did do that yesterday for the first time. So I'm going to share with you a post from the People's Convoy's uh, Facebook group, which is the following. So this came out today, nine hours ago. Chris Young posts, DC Beltway, here we come for the second time. Today we will be rolling two wide and one time around, and we'll return to Hagerstown Speedway for the night. He says, DC has been in contact with us. So here's what the mainstream media has to say. This is the Washington Post's perspective. Hundreds, this, uh, by the way, came out earlier today. Hundreds of trucks, cars, and SUVs protesting the government's response to the pandemic were circling the Capitol Beltway on Monday afternoon for a second day of protests. Organizer Brian Bray said the group, which circled the Beltway twice on Sunday, has no plans to take their protests beyond the Beltway but did acknowledge there's a passionate faction of the convoy that does want to head into the nation's capital. Quote, a lot of people want me to say certain things and put this convoy into a certain direction. I'm not going to listen to all of them. I'm going to listen to the people, he said. The group is expected to make one loop around the Beltway before returning to its base at Hagerstown Speedway more than an hour outside of Washington. It took about 25 minutes for the convoy to pass on the Beltway with several breaks in between. That's pretty long. They're saying that's how long mm. the convoy was. You know, watching from the beginning to the end of it took them 25 minutes. Uh, the convoy contained about 130 large trucks as well as hundreds of smaller vehicles. Brace, a 37-year-old truck driver from Northwest Ohio, said a delay in returning to Washington Monday morning was a result of security concerns. He said there were concerns about people trying to come in here who didn't belong including those who wish to cause harm, violence, and disruption. He says those people are not welcome. Who is this? Governor Sununu? It sounds like Governor Sununu. If that's all they're planning on doing is just rolling around the beltway a couple times here and there and then calling it a day and heading, heading back, was that really worth driving all the way across the country for and making you know a big to-do about? It's probably having a much bigger impact that they're not out there actually like delivering stuff to stores. 
You know, that, yeah, that's it, probably having a bigger impact on things than, than driving around the Beltway. And that's that's a small impact, too. But right. that's not something that you – I mean, that's just a speculative statement. That's not something you can easily point to and say, hey, look, we did this. You know, like you can't – there's – if they're – okay, if the mainstream media article is to be believed – and there's no reason to believe them necessarily, but they claim 130 trucks plus many, many other individual vehicles. So people with their cars and, you know, pickup trucks or whatever. But 130 full-on semi kind of trucks are involved in this. That's a fair amount, but it's, it's it. nothing in comparison to okay. – it's not going to like – dramatically affect the shipping lanes or anything right. like that. Yeah, it the, sounds like the, a really small number of Well, that's a trucks. that's a huge number of trucks to come to a protest. I mean, that's you try putting 130 trucks anywhere and you're going to have a difficult time, right? Like that's not something that you can easily uh easily do. So I'm I'm happy to hear that there are that many drivers who are involved and I don't think you had much more than that in uh in Ottawa. They say authorities across the D.C. region have monitored the group and warned drivers about potential traffic problems in coming days. Some officials have encouraged drivers to avoid the Beltway when possible. Virginia State Police spokesperson Corrine Geller said Monday the agency will continue to follow the plan that it had in place over the weekend, saying it's not clear when the convoy will arrive on the Virginia side of the Beltway, but said state police will respond as needed. D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti III told reporters at a Monday briefing that officials continue to monitor the convoy. While peaceful demonstrations are welcome, he said, he warned that, quote, there are certain things in the district we are not going to tolerate and did not elaborate further. The group plans to stay at the Speedway through the weekend. Brace said, adding that he hopes this is the organizer speaking, quote, this is all over by Wednesday. That's your that's your plan is to be done by Wednesday? That, that is their current plan? That's according to this guy they found for this media interview. Now, maybe this guy is a total plant, and he's not actually you know an organizer. I, I don't know. That's uh, not enough to, dr- to drive around seven times or whatever. No. To do the biblical thing. No, that's, that's disappointing. So they drive all this way. They make a couple of loops around D.C. Hang and, out at the Speedway at night. And then they just and then go, go home? That's it? Wow. Well, hopefully some of them will, uh, you know, it's we'll it break seems likely that some of them will break away and either stay or come up with something else to do. I will say it's also amazing that a mainstream outlet's even talking about this. I mean, I've been well, out of the loop this weekend, but prior to that, there was the convoy in auto or, or whatever. And none of this was ever talked about in the mainstream media that I mean? saw. The like, Ottawa one was all over mainstream media in Canada. Okay, that's true. I was not on the air, so I wasn't checking the news when yeah, that Yeah, no, happened. it was huge. But the Freedom Convoy thing, this is the first I've heard about it. Well, the mainstream did ignore it throughout most of the 11 days that they were traveling. It did get a few uh, headlines early on when it first started, where basically it was, oh, okay, well, the DC's aware of this, and they're bringing in the National Guard. But it was only like 700 National Guard, so it was near, nowhere near as many as uh, after January 6th. Remember when they brought in thousands of National Guard troops, and they locked down the streets in Well, that in probably DC. still you know, matches these truckers or these this convoy one-to-one. Or pretty close to it. Maybe. Um, and they were also telling the D.C. police they couldn't take time off over the next two weeks. So, like, they definitely want to have uh, 
troops, if you will, on the ground in D.C. And but that was what came out early on. And then for the majority of the time during the actual driving, there was very little coverage that I was able to see about it. But now they can't be ignored at this point. I mean, they actually are there and there actually are, you know, thousands of people that are involved in this thing. You have not seen any evidence that the state of New Hampshire has poured out the liquor. Right. Okay. But there have been bars doing it. Because that would be pretty upsetting for them to actually pour. I mean, it's... It it's yeah, if those are taxpayer time. dollars, they're, play, they're pouring down the drain. Right. I would not be happy. Well, it wouldn't be the first time some government or company did something stupid like this, or just some individual. When Colin Kaepernick started protesting on behalf of Nike, people would buy Nikes solely to burn them or throw them in the trash or whatever. Which sounds like a windfall for Nike. Yeah, or they would take the Nikes <laughs> that they already had and it's just like, no, I'm setting these on fire. I'm getting rid of these. It's like, dude, you already paid for it. It's already done. You're not hurting anyone with this gesture. And that's what uh-huh. this ultimately comes down to. But to come to find out, at least this one bar in New Hampshire that was doing this was doing it to vodka that's not even Russian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suspect most and they of they probably don't know that. They, yeah. they were probably just Russian to do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and probably most of their customers don't know it either. Yeah. I mean, I assumed when I saw it, like, I was at Liberty Forum this last weekend where I did have mm-hmm. a few drinks, and, you know, what, I drink a vodka and Sprite. And they were like, well, what kind of vodka do you want? Do you have any Russian ones? Uh, we don't know. We have Grey Goose and something else. I was like, all right, then I don't really care. But yeah. I don't know. Give me a Russian-sounding one, at least. They this whole one. thing of punishing the Russian people, punishing Russian business people, punishing... And American people. Number one, two, and three tied... No, I'm sorry, they're not tied. They just didn't change, so compared to last year. Uh, so number one, Switzerland is the highest-ranked country as far as human freedom. New Zealand at number two. Yeah, that one's got to come down the list. <laughs> yes. Wow, Given that's what they did. way off. Yeah. Uh, Denmark at number three, uh, Estonia at number four, up from, by the way, number five. So Estonia jumped up a spot. And Ireland up from number six to number five. I'll give you the top ten here. Finland at number six, tied with Canada for number six. I'm going to hope to see that one what go do down the list. What do you mean by human freedom? Is that like personal freedom? Is that how I'm to interpret that? So this has two scores. There's actually a personal freedom score and an economic freedom score. And then I believe they're averaging that score to get the human freedom okay. score. So it looks at both. Uh, so Canada tied with Finland for number six. Australia at number eight. Also got to be gotta adjusted. Fall. It's got to come way down. Sweden at number nine. And Luxembourg at number ten. I think Sweden did okay during COVID, if I'm remembering correctly. They did all right, yeah. I mean, they weren't, they were less tyrannical than most other European nations, if I recall. By far. Uh, we go to the end of the list. Anyone want to take a guess at number 165? Keep in mind, North Korea is not on the Singapore. list. Singapore. No, Singapore is actually not bad. Not if you're not Muslim. For, in a lot of for personal freedom, Singapore is generally not considered uh, very free. It's always the people that pay the price for sanctions. It's never the elites. It's never the you know the politicians. It's the people that suffer. And a lot of the people in Russia do not want war. They do not want to invade Ukraine. They don't want to. I imagine that's true everywhere. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. your average person out there just probably doesn't want to kill a bunch of other people. Right. I'm just speculating here, being an average person, I, I can't imagine too many people are that bloodthirsty. So here's the interesting thing that has developed because now that the United States government is saying no oil from Russia. Well, they still have to get oil from somewhere. And obviously there's the Middle East, right? There's plenty of it there and everything. 
But curiously, according to the New York Times, senior U.S. officials are now traveling to Venezuela. You know, that same government that's been starving its own people for the last, most of the last 10 years that have been so impoverishing through socialism, their own people, that they don't even eat two full meals a day and have been losing weight consistently year after year for the last few years. Sounds familiar. Because they're so poor, they can't get uh, like clean drinking water easily. It's just an absolutely hellish existence from the stories that we've heard to live there and the u.s government until recently had been very unfriendly towards nicolas maduro and the venezuelan government they had put sanctions on the venezuelan government as a matter of fact but now they're going and crawling on their knees it sounds like why haven't you moved to venezuela yet well you know, I, it's more important is um, strengthening the Communist Party in America to educate people that it is good that we're going to buy oil from Venezuela because we could prove that communism works in Venezuela. <laughs> as long as they get money from capitalists. As long as they get money from capitalists, right, Sarah? Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, it was it's um, regime change. Uh, excuse me. Um, so with they're not changing the President, regime. Maduro is uh, is. What are you talking about? He's still fat and happy, and his people are still starving. Well, Trump wants to make sure to prove to the world that communism fails in Russia and Venezuela, and they do massive sanctions. But President Biden, he's a socialist. They call Kamala Harris, what is it? They call Kamala Harris. So by trading and buying oil from Venezuela, maybe they'll save the money and funnel it back to Russia, and then they'll invade the Poland next. You know, so that's the idea. Why was why was Vene- socialism failing in Venezuela before the sanctions? Because people were already starving when the sanctions started. Well, I, I think um, I was hearing that, but I don't. We don't get the real news, but I think they were taking the money from the capitalists. Maduro responded to the sanctions, this is from the New York Times, by seeking economic and diplomatic help from Russia, as well as from Iran and China. Russia's What did the U.S. expect? You know, they turned their back on this country. They got to pay. They got to feed their soldiers at least. Right. If you can't do business with the U.S., do business with Russia, which has 140 something million people living in it. It's a big, important nation on the face of the planet. The sad thing here is that now Venezuela will probably happily take that American money back instead of saying, <laughs> hey, no, uh, you you spurned us. Right. We don't we don't want your money. But it will be interesting to see how this uh, plays out. And as Russia's uh, invasion of Ukraine has prompted the U.S. to pay closer attention to Putin's allies in Latin America, again, claiming that they could be security threats. As the economy craters in Russia, the U.S. is seizing on an opportunity to advance its agenda among Latin American autocracies that might start seeing Putin as an increasingly weak ally. When the U.S. and its allies begin considering, began considering sanctions on Russian oil and gas exports this month to punish the country for devastation wrought in Ukraine, prominent voices affiliated with both American political parties pointed to Venezuela as a potential substitute you just heard highlights from the latest episode of free talk live you can download full episodes subscribe to our podcast listen live and more all for free at freetalklive.com